0: irreverent entertaining cool you're listening to LA talk radio
1: LA Talk Radio. This is Max and Friends. I'm your host, Max Tucci. Welcome back to another Sunday night of Max and Friends. Now, if it's your first time joining us, where have you been? We've been here for 12 years. Tweet me at Max Tucci. Hit me up on Instagram, at Max Tucci. And if you go to my at Max Tucci on Instagram, you know we got all the link tree up. Here so you can find all the links over the years. And you know we're here 12 years, which means 12 years of archives. And uh, you could find those there. Link in my box on Instagram. Just let me know how you all doing. Just keep the conversation going, even during the show and after the show, and let me know what's up. Tonight, we're going to do a cool show because we're going to talk about the power of music. And, um, you know, it's I love being in the environment that we're in right now, not with all the sadness that's going on, but where we can just be in this moment of stillness and be able to enjoy our space and put on music. And the power of music really just lets us be in the moment, control the moment for, for as long as we can. So tonight we have some cool guests joining us. We have um, really an hour of some good songs, some new artists, and just some good times here on Max and Friends. So tonight we have my guest, International Nova. He's going to be joining us in a minute. And then Gary Michael Houston is going to join us after him. And we're going to play some songs along the way and just have a good conscious conversation. So if you're just tuning in and you're just relaxing tonight on a Sunday night, how was your Fourth of July weekend? What did you all get up to? Did you stay home? Did you do this together alone? Did you do this together apart? <laughs> what did you do? I want to know. So hit me up on Instagram at Max and Let me know what's going on in your life. Also, you know, we're always looking for some awesome guests here for Max and Friends. So if there's someone that you know, DM me. Slide into my DMs and let me say, yo, Max, this person's legit. Have them on the show. And um, we can make that happen. We can make that happen as my headset just snaps. Life goes on. <laughs> well, all right. So you know what? There's no better way to start a cool show than with some music. So there's a song that we're going to play right here, right now on Max and Friends called Controla with my guest coming up right after the one who's in the song, sang the song, International Nova, who's, a ten, who's on the top 10 Billboard chart artist, producer and songwriter. International Nova has been shaking up the industry for some time. Two top twenty-five records on the UK DJ charts, and right here on Max and Friends, control that, and we'll be right back. I'm your host, Max Sushi for Max and Friends.
2: Yeah, come on, come
0: on. Yeah.
2: All you gotta do is follow the that instructions sh- of the song. Woo! I'm telling you everything I need for you to do. It's Nova, baby. Everything that we can do, Nova. You know what I'm talking about? No fuego. Damn it, man, you looking good, I'm wishing you would Come on here and talk to me, like Jodeci Keep it hood with me like it's supposed to be Yeah, know how I roll and how I get down Hopefully, you and me can get on the same accord And you ain't gotta take a Uber home when we leave her And hopefully you leaving with me, come on with me And let me take total control of the rest of the evening, okay? para mí, Estás
3: muy bien,
0: si sola no puedes estar sobre Soja, una queen, mi tesora. Y yo, un estudiante, ella, profesadora. Ella, si me cae, no vamos por el night, as long as I'm next to you.
1: talk radio this is max and friends i'm your host max Tucci. that was controlled by international nova and of course the bronx native is here tonight on max and friends welcome to the show my friend
4: hey man thank you for having me thank you for having me
1: it's my pleasure so i love that you're from the bronx you know i'm part of the um lehman center there the the performing arts center so i love the bronx and i miss the bronx being here in florida but let's get into who you are, International Nova, and how you came up with International Nova as a name. Tell us all about you and the genesis of international Nova.
4: Well, you know, the genesis of International Nova always starts in the Bronx. Uh, born and raised in the Bronx. I'm, I'm I'm a Bronx person to the death of me, man. Um, you know, growing up around hip hop, growing around up around Latin music, and really just living in, in the heart of the Bronx and, and and growing up around all this amazing music and amazing uh different cultures, it was um Super beneficial and kind of growing me as a person, as an artist and as a, a future musician and kind of just watching some of the greats at the time do it, you know, like Terror Squad and, and even some of the older artists, uh, the Cold Crush Brothers and Africa up and bottom. And I fell in love with music. I fell in love with hip hop. And, you know, it wasn't until I got to college that I started to do music um, as far as being on the artist side um, after years of watching, you know, close friends and, and my brother doing it with Terror Squad. It was one of those things that I kind of uh, naturally progressed to, I want to say. Mm-hmm. Um, but in the beginning, it was something that I didn't think I could do. I had the confidence to do. And, you know, so, I recorded you know, I love that song.
1: Uh-huh. We'll get into the first two songs, but I love the confidence part. Because if there's kids out there listening right now, and, you know, we're all going through what we're going through in their home and they're creating, what do you tell them and inspire them to keep going? What kept you going?
4: What kept me going, honestly, was the people around me. Um, I think Mm -hmm. that it always starts with your foundation, whether it's your family, Mm -hmm. whether it's your friends, you know, just people that support and generally support what you're doing. And for Mm -hmm. me, that was a huge part of it, because, again, I didn't have the confidence. I I didn't think I was good enough. And my friends who at the time were doing music and were on the radio and things like that were like, no, man, you have a talent, like follow through. What made you think
1: um, you didn't have the confidence? For
4: me, it was just being around such legends at the time. You know, Mm. uh, uh, like I said, from my brother to to being around Alicia Keys, to being around um, just different artists at the time that were on that cusp of just coming out. And I was Mm. still a kid, you know, I was still a very young teenager at the time. And I think I just felt overwhelmed uh, being in the same room with some of these people um, Mm. to the point where it was like, okay, you know, yeah, I do music and, you know, I'm kind of dabbling in it. When in reality, Mm. I was really studying and really trying to learn and, and be. Uh, the best artist I could be, you know, but that was really, really what it was is 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 just being around such big people who are now legends in the game and me, be, me being much younger and being around these people. And um you know, just kind of saying, ah, maybe I'm not good enough as 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 these guys just yet. But mm. you know, thanks to to my family, my friends and and people who who believed in me, they just kept pushing me till till one day I said, "You know what, I'm gonna try it." And we recorded a couple songs and and next thing we know, those songs were on the DJ charts in, in the UK and Japan and Switzerland and things like that. And, and that really gave me the confidence I needed to say, hey, you know what? I could do this.
1: Yeah. Well, what first got you into music as a child and then to want to really pursue it?
4: Tupac. I was a huge Tupac fan, man. I'll tell you about the time. It started with Tupac. You know, I was, a, I was a kid. I don't even remember how old I was. Maybe, you know, six or five or six or something like that. Just being around music, being around hip hop. And I remember as a kid, um, <laughs> we used to have this guy, you know, being from New York, um, we all know how the bootleg music scene was back mm-hmm. in the day. And, uh, you know, I was a kid when that stuff was going on. So they had all these bootleg CDs in the streets and, and bootleg cassette tapes. And in the apartment building, the project building that I lived in, there was this guy who uh, we knew as, a kid, as kids was selling bootlegs. And, you know, being a kid and doing what kids do, we broke into his little cellar and just kind of like ran off with a whole bunch of tapes and a whole bunch of uh, <laughs> CDs. And we didn't know what the hell we were doing, who, we were, you know, what CDs we were grabbing. We just knew, hey, this is pretty, this is pretty cool. Let's go ahead and do this. And one of the CDs that I, one of the the, the, the tapes that I took was Tupac's Me Against the World album.
5: Wow. And
4: as a kid, man, I just literally sat and, and sat and sat and listened to that album you know, front and back, day and night. And and that's really where my love for music and hip-hop started.
1: You know, when you say you sat and listened to it, what exactly do you remember you were listening to? And what did it do to you?
4: Uh, for me, what it did to me was he spoke to me. You know, mm. I felt like he was speaking to me. You know, being that that kid from the inner city, single-parent home, you know, uh, multiracial um kid who grew up from nothing and didn't have anything but i had a a, a mom who who really you know grinded and, and struggled for everything we have and made sure that we never went without food on the table you know so songs like dear mama and those type of songs really resonated with me and, dear and mama, yeah. you know yeah and 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 part being that um skinny kid that you know small kid who still made sure to fight for what he believed in and, and fight for what he thought was right, it, it really resonated with me as, as, as you know somebody that I thought I was as well.
1: Yeah. Well, you know, who else inspired you to make music besides pop? Um As far as on,
4: on the music scene, I was always a huge Puff Daddy fan or Diddy fan. Um, you know, that was that was a huge inspiration um, musically. You know, we went to Sam High School. I went to Mount St. Michael mm-hmm. in the Bronx and, and so did Puffy. Um, so, you know, similarities there. Uh, and then again, just being from New York, um, Puffy was the man back, back, you know, back Mm -hmm. in the early 2000s and things like that. So that was a huge inspiration for me. Um, but really it started with Tupac. It it went from Tupac to Terror Squad. My brother being one of the R&B singers in Terror Squad, Tony Sunshine, Mm -hmm. um, being around him and Big Pun and, and Cuban Link and those guys, that was a huge inspiration because not only were they close to home, they were Latinos in the hip hop game. Yeah. And it really means... Let's me
1: talk like about that. What is that... For those who don't understand what that means, especially when it first started, explain what Latinos in the hip-hop world meant and the role um, they paved.
4: Man, it was hard. You know, from from the outside looking in and then also from the inside looking down because I was around those mm-hmm. guys. Right. You know, from the outside looking in as a fan, it was like, hey, it made me believe if they can do it, I can do it. You know? Mm. Um Terror Squad being multiracial uh, uh musicians, not only Latinos, but they had black right. with Remy Martin and, 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 and Sunkiss and these different guys on the team, it made me believe like, damn, I could do this. Not only that, we were all from the same neighborhood. So it was like damn, like we're all from the same projects in the same area. I can definitely do this. And then kinda, you know, growing up around those guys and forming a big brother, little brother relationship with with Tony and those guys it made me kind of see things from the inside. And it also made yeah. me see how much they actually struggled to get respected being Latins in hip-hop. Um, mm-hmm. So it let me know that it wasn't going to be an easy road, but it let me know that there was a, a pot of gold at the, at the end of the rainbow.
1: Mm-hmm. And there was a foundation of a road to be on, <laughs> right? Exactly, yeah. That yeah. And, road and was I can kind eight. of follow the steps
4: that they laid out. Exactly, right. exactly. Between Fat Joe and Big Pun, they definitely laid a huge, a huge foundation for other Latins to kind of follow. But there definitely wouldn't be no Latins in hip hop. It wasn't for Fat Joe and Big Pun and Terra Squad opening the door for for people like me.
1: Yeah. You know, I heard you say you mentioned your mother. Now, if your mother was here right now and I asked the question, what is she most proud of about International Nova? What do you think she would say?
4: That I, I um, that I fight to have a voice for, for my people you know what I mean yeah. um, um, she, she tells me all the time and you know she's very proud of what I've done and, and not in the music game per se but as a person as, as, as a man yeah. you know she's proud of the person she raised um, she told me to always fight for what I believed in um, you know to always fight for, for the little person whose voice is not heard and, and that's one of the things that I, I really fight for is to you know be a person that has a, ch- a chance to, to have a voice in this industry in the world that means something um, that mm-hmm. fights for the person that nobody wants to listen to, that nobody can hear. So for those little kids in the Bronx who grew up like me, who didn't think they had a voice, who didn't think they could make it out, those are the people I fight for. Those are the people that I speak for. And those are the people that I do music for. Um, you know, I speak to people all the time, whether I reach one person or a million people and I sell a million records, it all means the same to me. Because I even if I just reached the one person, that means mm-hmm. I changed or I had a, had, a, had a chance to change that one person's life
1: yeah you know that's when your purpose turns into your passion too because i believe that here for max and friends i've been here 12 years so i'm like even if we just help one person a night (laughs) that's all that matters to me yeah one person tunes in and says you know i could take life to the max and it's been it's been worth the ride but now the flip question to you if your mom were here right now what would you tell her that you're most proud about her
4: (laughs) her fight her fight to never give up her fight to love people um you know, I have a big heart, and uh, I believe that I got that from my mom. You know, my mom, I've seen, she was a nurse growing up, so I've seen her, you know, take care of sick people. I've seen her, you know, growing up in the South Bronx, we saw a lot of crazy things, man. And I remember as a kid one time, we, we walked into the middle of a shootout, um, and, you know, uh, a person got shot, and as everybody's running away from the whole situation, she's running towards the situation with a, a blanket and trying to help the guy. And that's one of the things that, you know, I don't think she remembers that, but that's one of the things that always sticks out in, in, in my head when I think about my mom is she never ran from, from things, you know, she was headstrong. She, she, she's a strong person, little woman, you know what I mean? Little Latin woman, but she was a strong person with a big heart. And instead of running away from danger, she ran towards it to help. And that's one of the things that I've always kind of kept with me. So, uh, you know, I kinda of do the same thing in different areas, you know, like I said, speaking mm-hmm. for like the, the kids with no voices and, and the elderly and, and the sick and, and people who are taken advantage of. I fight for those people.
1: Humanitarian International Nova. Right? Doing your thing. Right. So now when I say the Bronx, what does it mean to you those words the Bronx? <laughs> the
4: love of my life, man. Um my, my, my home, uh, what made me who I am today. You know, I tell people at the time, no matter where I go no matter where my music takes me, um, the Bronx is what made me.
3: Yeah.
1: So what would you be doing right now if it wasn't for your music career? Where do you think the direction would have gone?
4: Um, I honestly think that it definitely would have went into community outreach and those type of things. Um, Mm -hmm. I remember as a kid, one of my first jobs was working in a youth center and um, just speaking to kids and and, and being there for kids and things like that. And I think for me, because of how I was raised and just kind of watching how my mom struggled and, and how she still managed to love and, and to help. Um, those are one of the things that kind of stuck with me. So if I wasn't doing music, I would still definitely be doing something with my communities, um, mm-hmm. whether it be helping out or, you know, uh, just speaking and, and public speaking and, and things of that nature. I would definitely still be doing something for the community, whether it be my Latin community or my black community, you know, with everything going on with Black Lives Matters and and what we're seeing now happening in front of us. I tell people all the time lately, um, that's been happening to me my entire life. You know, mm-hmm. whether it happened to me directly or friends or families, this is what we grew up in in New York City and in the Bronx. And everybody around the world has now seen it because of social media. But this is something that I've been through, going through my entire life. And, you know, it's time for us, people who, who have a chance to make a difference and to be a voice of change, it's time for us to step up and, and be that.
1: Yeah. You know, and for people who are listening tonight, and you know, we've, throughout the last couple of months, the Black Lives Matter really has taken, really grown into a, a movement of, one of the largest movements they're saying in the United States history. And you're saying you've been a part of it, not just in these recent months, but through your through your childhood into your adulthood. What is it that you wish the community would know that they might not know about, for instance, the Black Lives Matter movement?
4: That this is not this is not a movement. This is a way of life for us. Mm. Whether you're black, whether you're, you're Latin, whether you're any race, or any minority race, any minority culture. Um, in, in, in the United States, in the Bronx, in New York City, this is something that we've gone through our entire lives. You know, mm. um, me living in Atlanta now, things are a little bit different. The, the, the way of life here is different. But I tell people all the time, you can take the kid out of the Bronx, so you can't take the Bronx out the kid. <laughs> and I still walk every day on my on my toes like I'm still back home. And mm. unfortunately and fortunately, that's something that was instilled in me because of my neighborhood and my surroundings and my environment. And again, the, the things that everybody is now finally paying attention to, we've been trying to get people to pay attention to that for a long time. Yeah. You know, but I will say that, And people want to listen. This, it, yeah. Yes, exactly. But i I also say this, though. A lot of times, it's us hurting us. It's our own people hurting our own people. Our own, inner, you know, people in the inner cities and, and the projects and these buildings and where we were growing up in, we're also doing damage to our own selves. Um, so I think that the cycle needs to change, both on police brutality and how the government sees its own versus how we see ourselves as well. And we also have to make that change and, and stop with the... The violence and the senseless violence and the senseless killing of, of ourselves, killing ourselves.
1: Now, do you think all of that in your childhood has helped you to create the music you create? Like, what is your creative process like, and and what inspires you to to create?
4: My vibe. Um, I'm at a point in my life where I'm big on energy and vibe and and, and what I feel around me. And yeah, it's, it's definitely because one thing I've always said and in, in definitely the last few years was. I'm not gonna make. I'm gonna make positive music, and and by positive music, I mean music that makes you want to dance, music that makes you want to forget what you just went through in your nine to five, music that makes you want to have a good time, whether it's a party music, a, a record for the ladies, whether it's me talking about my life and and what I went through, or whether it's one of the records like I did for my mom a couple of years ago I'm on my debut album. It's still a record that's gonna that's gonna focus on growth and positivity and fun versus doing stuff that focuses on violence and, and killing and and things that we see every day already anyway coming from where i come from um mm-hmm. so i've always wanted to be that musician that artist that kind of takes you away from that world even if it's just for 45 minutes of you listening to my album i want to put you in a positive mood i want you to have fun and don't you forget about that stress that you're going through at that moment in yeah. time.
1: raising the vibration the frequency right yes sir yes sir Definitely. so at the top at the top of the show we played your song controller and the vibe of that yeah. is just like you forget, like you know, you just want to be in that moment of, you know what, let's just hang out in this moment in this song. So, what yeah. inspired you to raise the vibe with Controller?
4: <laughs> it's funny, um, you know. I was just, I've, I've been in Atlanta now for about four and a half years, and and mm. I came to Atlanta because I wanted to, I wanted to have a change. I wanted to change the scenery. I wanted to kind of further my music career. I felt like I was in New York, and I did everything I could do in New York. Um, and I remember when I moved out of here, I had, funny funny enough, growing up and being inspired by Tupac and the Outlaws, I ended up becoming really good friends with Hussein Fatal from the Outlaws. And um, we were supposed to work on an album together. And he ended up dying um, the week of me moving here. He got in a car accident. Wow. And for a while, it kind of messed me up because, you know, that was one of my heroes growing up. And to have such a close Impact on my life in a short time of me actually knowing him and going from being one of my music idols to being like a big brother figure almost. Um, that kind of messed me up. So I didn't do music for a while, and then recently I kind of got back into recording and 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 having fun again. And that shifted from just being a strictly a hip hop artist to opening up my 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 box of music. And, and by that I mean dabbing into different genres, whether it was Afro, whether it was just pop whether it was um latin reggaeton i wanted to just kind of do something different and me being latin it was something i've always wanted to do i was waiting for the right time to kind of step in that in that realm and mm-hmm. we started doing some records and, and some, some latin records some reggaeton records some spanish afro records and i was having so much fun man and i found my creativity back my vibe was was back you know on on a on hundred and you know i did the tupac movie i was loving hip-hop i was doing commercials at t and i just i was happy again i was in a creative space again and controller came about because i just i had a couple of beats that some producers sent me and literally when i heard that i remember i was getting my hair braided and when i heard that record i said hold on a second <laughs> repeat that record and i had it on repeat for about five or ten minutes and i wrote the whole record in about five or ten minutes and wow. knocked the record out yeah i recorded the record that very same night in my studio and Pete Pablo, who's on the record with me, who is, you know, of course, a hip hop legend, um, I had just been doing some production on his album with Bone Crusher, and mm-hmm. he's like, "Dude, like, send me some records I and mean, let's let's collab on some stuff, some of your stuff." And my question to him was, "Well, this is Latin music. I don't think you're gonna really be on this." And he's like, "Nah, man, send me the record." And I swear, I sent him the record within 45 minutes. He had the record done and sent me the verse back.
5: Wow.
4: And the vibe was just everything, and I was like, "Man, we got to put this out." And you know, it's funny because this record has done way more organically than mm-hmm. my last record that was on the billboard charts did. You know, within the first now let me, you, uh-huh. let me ask you Let me
1: ask you that question because I think there was an authenticity to it also because you said it brought you to a happy place, your vibe was a hundred. So when you hear yourself saying, you know, I br- I was brought back into this happy place, you know, everyone's yeah. going through something right now in this times we're living in. What hope do you give people who are going through something to say? I've been in that place, and this is how I got out. What? How do you encourage them to be in that happy place? It's
4: a it's a mental escape, and I, I, but by that I mean, again, you know what I feel about music is that it, it can it can escape or help your mind escape any of the mm-hmm. drama that you're going through, any of the tension that you are got to stress. And I feel like if you allow music and and different things in your life, because it can be a smell, it can be, Mm
3: -hmm. you
4: know, food, it can be anything that you allow it to be. And if Mm -hmm. you allow your mind to escape that moment in time and take you somewhere else, then you found that inner peace. And you found that inner thing that nobody can take away from you. And and that thing for me is music. You know, whether I'm, I'm doing music or playing basketball. Those are the two things that nobody can take from me because that's Mm -hmm. me. And those are my, 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 my escape of my everyday life.
1: You know, I like to say the power I always say the power of music. That's how we titled the show tonight, the power of music. But you know, I always say that music will give you a high that no drug could ever give you. <laughs> it just and brings it to that's a that's whole cool. nother place, right? So are there some artists that you would like to collaborate with that you haven't yet?
4: Yeah, I mean, I, I would love to collab with um Osuna, you know, the J Balbus mm-hmm. of the world, Bad Bunny, Nikki Jam, of course Daddy Yankee. Um Growing up in the hip-hop world, I was lucky enough to collaborate and call a lot of my music idols big brothers and, and, and people who helped me and taking taking me under their wing. I've been lucky enough to work with some really big people from Akon to Justin Timberlake to Insync to Backstreet to Pink to you name it, I pretty much work with them. Um, and I was blessed enough to do that. And I was blessed enough to have everybody's respect. It was never a money thing. It was always about, hey, I respect your work. That your work, that like your grind. I respect what you're doing. How can I be a part of it? And for yeah. me,
1: then the money comes naturally.
4: Was... <laughs> exactly, exactly. Then yeah. the money follows. But if you, follow... of course, it but the passion's you, the hard is that, and your passion. Yeah, yeah If you follow yeah. your passion, the money's gonna come. But I always tell people
1: here on the show, like we'll we'll talk about. That, but you know, just to for that note for all you listening right now. If you're doing it for the money, then you're not doing it for the right thing. Do it for the passion and I promise you don't look at the figures because they'll come anyway. But on the Latin side, what were you saying?
4: I was saying on the Latin side is a whole new door that has been opened for me. It's a whole new excitement. Mm -hmm. It's a whole new drive that I have, you know. So on this side of, of the world, this side of the market, There's so many people I want to work with, man. Uh, um, Like I said, the Osuna, the Daddy Yankees, the Bad Bunnies, the Carol Gs, the uh, Nicky Jams. These are people that I think are dope and make amazing music. And I feel like, you know, my vibe and their vibe would definitely work. Um, So those are some of the people that I can think off the top of my head that I would love to work with.
1: Cool. Now, is there a place that you'd love to perform in? And would you love to be performing right now in public?
4: (laughs) I mean, you know, my favorite place to perform is always the Bronx. Uh, it's nothing yeah. like going. Back have you
1: ever home, performed you know? at the Lehman Center? No, I don't think I have. Um, so I used because you know there the we've country. had some great perform from Patti LaBelle to the you list goes what? on and on to international stars. We did, if I'm not mistaken, we did the first
4: annual Latin Hip Hop Summit at the Lehman Center. Okay, and I, I, I I'm pretty sure that's what it was. And I remember speaking at that event. Um, you know, shout out to 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 like the Daddy Yankees and the We Singing and and and. Tego, you know, because I ended up meeting Tego, and we, we hung out the whole night after that event. Um, if I'm not mistaken, I was at the Lehman Center and it was a great event. It was the first annual hip-hop summit, Latin hip-hop summit, and we had a blast. But I used to always, re- not record, but I used to play softball and play baseball over in uh, Harris Park, which is right across mm-hmm. the street from Lehman. Um, yeah. So I was always around that area.
1: Cool. Well, let's let's do this because I think, you know, if we can create it in our mind, we can hold it in our hand and create it into our reality. You know, when all this Amen. is over and we're back to living life with a new spin. <laughs> let's collaborate yeah. something for a fundraiser in at the Lehman Center. Since I'm on the board, we can make it happen. So, yeah, I'm down. Keep I'm that down. in the back of your mind and when I believe that where we are right now is exactly where we're supposed to be. So, when it all manifests, it's going to happen. But let's do something, let's collaborate. We have the theater. You know, we have to get people back into the theater because it's such an important venue and we can't close our doors yeah. because of something like, you know, what's happening right now. So, well, because you're from the Bronx, I'm going to count on you to to help me bring that through, is that a deal?
4: <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, sir. I'm You're a, like I
1: just gave like, it into a radio show. <laughs> no, now we're no, doing yes, concerts no. at the Lincoln like Center.
4: Said, <laughs> I'm, I'm all about the Bronx, and I'm all about my community. I'm down, man. That's not a problem. Cool.
1: What's next for you?
4: The world. Um, you know, I know, I know that's cliche and that's and that's corny to it's say right now. but <laughs> right now, you know, well, right now my immediate concern is my family, my close okay. friends, my loved ones. Um, How I've is everyone? Some, Everyone's good in your family. Am I, am I, my immediate family? Yes. You know, I, I lost a good friend of mine recently to COVID to, to the coronavirus uh, Fred the Godson rest in peace for the Godson. That was a good friend of mine from the Bronx, huge hip hop artist from the Bronx. Um, you know, I, I've lost some other friends of friends through this virus. So this is, this is one thing I want to, everybody to understand. This is a real thing. This is a real virus. This is a real um, pandemic. That's killing a lot of our friends and families and, and people in our community. And we have to really focus on that and stay safe and and take, you know, precaution in everything that we do. Um, So immediately, yeah, it's hit home, you know. Um, But for the bigger picture, I think that it's killing off hundreds of thousands of people. And I think that we need to uh, protect ourselves and take this seriously. And by protecting ourselves, we're protecting others. I think that's the first step that we need to
1: take. It's a good step to take, too. Right. Let's be let's be selfless <laughs> instead of selfish. Yeah, exactly. But you know, exactly. What do you want your legacy to be, International Nova?
4: That I fought for those who didn't have anybody to fight for. Them. That's yeah. what I want my legacy to be. That I, you know, I was a voice of change, a voice of reason. There's something that Pac said. I was, and I was. I remember I was a kid. I was like seven years old when I first heard this, and I'm in my 20s now, and it's something that stuck with me my entire life. I may not be the person that sparks change, but I promise that I will be the voice that will spark a change in someone's brain, who in turn will go ahead and spark change in the world. And that's what I want to be. I may not be that person who actually pushes the wheel through, but I want to be that person who starts the wheel turning in the person's mind that might be able to push that wheel through. Um, I want to be that spark. Um, And I think that as long as I continue you know, following my mind, my energy, my vibe, I think that I you know I won't go wrong, and I feel like that I'm on the right path to hopefully doing that for my people and, and and all people across the world. But for that kid in the Bronx who doesn't know where he's at in his life, who doesn't know where he fits in, who doesn't think he has a voice, black, Latin, you know white, whatever it may be, um for that kid who think he doesn't have a voice, you do have a voice, you know and 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 yeah. that was me at one point in my life, and, and I'm here now.
1: you're Mm -hmm. here now i'm grateful that you're here now before we let you go there's a song that you wrote called "Dime" featuring vanessa bling tell us about that song and we're gonna play a (laughs) snippet of it here
4: (laughs) yeah you know um that's actually the second song that i recorded for my album um you know I, i was very early in the 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 recording and making of my album and um I did that record at my home studio. You know, I record everything at my home studio. I got a full-blown home studio. And we, we had finished the record. Funny thing was, we have a producer that we, we know out here named Travis Cherry, who's a really big R&B hip-hop producer. And he invited me and my manager to the studio. and said, hey, just come to the studio. And he always has a trick up his sleeve, man. He's very well-connected in Atlanta. And we're in the studio. And he's like, hey, so somebody's outside that I want you to meet. And I'm like, "Who? what are you talking about? And in walks in who I later find out to be Akon's wife and Vanessa Bling. Mm-hmm. Um, Akon and his wife at the time were managing Van- Vanessa Blaine. And she walked in and she's like, hey, you're cute. What do you do? And I'm like, oh, I do hmm. music. This, this, and that shit. Play somebody's music. And then I played D, man. And she turned around and like, okay, Vanessa, you're going to do it. You're gonna do a verse. Get in the booth. And Vanessa went in there and knocked the verse out 10, 15 minutes. And since then, we've, we've built a dope friendship, man. She's a dope reggae dancehall artist. You know, as I said, she was Akon's artist. She was, um, I want to say it was Bounty Killer, one of these huge um, dancehall artists back in Jamaica, making huge, huge noise. You mean know, has like 800,000 followers. And, and Cardi B's always playing her music on Instagram. So she, she definitely has a dope voice in that community. And I think it's so dope to kind of bridge the Latin market and the dancehall, reggae, Jamaican market. And I think we did something that's super dope and super fun and, 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 and something that's amazing.
1: Cool. We're going to play it here right now, Max and Friends. And listen, I hope you come back again soon. And let's really, we'll talk after the show. And we'll get something in the works for the Bronx at the Lehman Center. Because, again, we got to bring people into the theater. This soon will be over. You know, let's pray for that. And let's just keep the energy high, the vibration high. And let's imagine a community with the theater again. International Nova, I thank you so much for being here tonight. I'm Max and Friends, my friend.
4: Thank you for having me, man. Anytime you need me, I'm just a phone call away.
1: It is my... and I'm gonna hit you up because we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna help the Bronx is one of my yes missions. Sir, yes so sir. I'm glad that valente, we can do it together. Valente. Exactly, my right now. Dima, Max, and friends. International Nova featuring Vanessa Bling. And when we're back, Gary Michael Houston's gonna be here. Stay tuned to Max and Friends. I'm your host Max Succi on LA Talk Radio. Yeah, yeah,
0: te veo. Vamos a tocarnos usa mis astillas y las mías vamos para el cuarto Only how i can see in your eyes that you want me I can tell from the way that you own me yeah should tell you man that you own me how i see in your home when you are on me yeah te gobe como un trago how low will tell him where i go i know i know tiene varón i know i know tiene varón trátate do leave.
1: Hey, talk radio. This is Max and friends. I'm your host, Max Succi. Welcome back to Max and friends here on Sunday night. I hope you're all just having a good time and really getting into the power of music and just letting music bring you to that next level of frequency and vibration of just being chill and in this moment right now. My next guest who's joining us, well, you all know the name, but we would like to introduce you to Gary michael houston authenticity plus pure talent the eldest grandson of sissy houston and nephew of the iconic winnie houston is a creative pop hip-hop artist songwriter and video director producer unmotivated by fame and popularity gary michael houston creates for the sake of the artist expression and love of music welcome to max and friends gary houston
5: how y'all doing man what's going
1: on max we're good man blessed to have you here how are you and how is your family first and foremost? Oh, we're good. Everybody's, you know, just trying to stay safe, stay on top of things, you
5: know, with the current climate and everything like that. But we're just trying to stay productive, man. Stay blessed.
1: Y'all good. So that's a good thing. <laughs> we're all good. Absolutely. Yes, right? sir. Yes, cool. sir. Well, you know, tonight we're talking about the power of music. And I, you know, you have a, a a family of music legends. So how was it growing up in a family of music legends and finding your own voice in that family?
5: Um, I feel like it was a very how do you say it was a it was a, it was a privilege in a lot of ways because I was very cognizant of the fact of what was going on um there was never any airs about the importance of certain situations um my aunt my grandmother they were very 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 uh keen on teaching me the histories of not only you know gospel but secular music as well and you know just the science the craft of it it was it was something that was very appealing to me at a young age so Getting into it, finding my own voice—I felt it more so as a um, how do you say it was? It was, it was more. It was something that it was an inspiration in itself. I felt like it was something that I needed to do. It was an innate uh, feeling, as opposed to something where you know most people they may feel as though just because they have somebody in their family, they have to do something as a uh, as a means to live up to their standard and or mm-hmm. you know like that was never any intention of mine. Mine was always uh, with the intention or the motives of expressing myself and like you said, finding my own voice. And whichever way that may come, whether it be hip-hop, R&B, jazz, rap, I, I had real no, I had real no, um, how do you say, I had no preferences, so to speak.
1: Mm. Now, you know, let's get into the genesis of Gary Michael Houston. When you, growing up, did you want to be in the music industry, or what got you into the music besides your family? Well...
5: I mean, obviously, a large part of it was the family, seeing traveling and mm-hmm. all sorts of stuff like that. But for me, it was just the life. Like I, I I've always wanted to be in entertainment. Entertainment to me, like more so than even the finished product, is the is the process of creating. It's the feeling mm. that you get when you see people and, and you actually. Whether, whatever the interpretation of your work may be, because art is always in, up for interpretation. You know, it's interpretive. It's never something that's really definitive. And I feel like when you do do that, sometimes you take away from the magic of the whole process where people can actually draw from their own experiences and the relatability of the topics that you were putting forth. Does that make sense?
1: Yeah, absolutely. And you know, when you say the process of creating, what do you tell kids who are listening right now who are giving up on that process of creating just because of the environment that we're living in right now, where they feel like they're stifled, what inspiration do you give them to continue the process of creating?
5: Life is love and love isn't love mm. unless you give it away.
3: Life
1: is love.
5: Yes, it is. Yes, it is. It is
1: it that's a good that just hit hard that life is love because we're in such that that climate where we're forgetting that you know we're putting our own interests before uh, so many you know just being kind to others so life is love let's love is music too so who inspired <laughs> you to make music <laughs> well um clear, i mean obviously
5: it was my aunt who was like very a big influence on mine because she was the best like one of my best friends uh, mentor, somebody who I could talk to. My grandmother, obviously, um, and
1: let Dion- me ask you a question. We'll yes. get into we'll get into family real quick. But going back to Whitney, how was it to have an aunt like Whitney be your mentor? What does that really mean? And do you understand it now? Why she was your mentor?
5: Well, well, off of just the cusp, it was very dope because she was such a free spirit and and somebody who was very uh, off, just very. Uh, True to herself, uh-huh. at least tried to be. And she always wanted to make sure that people around her were not only, you know, trying to do best of their job, but also be the best them, best version of them. Uh-huh. Because at the end of the day, if you're not, like you say, um, if you're not catering to yourself in a sense that you're trying to be the best you so that you can uh-huh. help others. It's really the, it's it's a futile process in, in a sense. So to have her as a mentor, it was it was eye opening in a lot of ways, especially in that last run when um, on the my love um, not the my love is your love tour, it was the million dollar bill and mm-hmm. um, and all in that tour it was it was it was different because you got to see somebody who wasn't necessarily considered to be at the top of her game. However, you did get to see the love and the and and the fandom of the people who were actually loyal and still there. That was uh-huh. the cool thing about it. And you get to see the longevity and the process and the things that, you know, you, you the seeds you plant back then don't necessarily come into fruition right away. They may come uh-huh. into fruition a generation you later. You have to
1: water them and water them Absolutely. and water them and water them. Absolutely. So now having families such as Dion and Whitney and Sissy, were those, was it easier for you to get into the industry or was it harder, would you think? Uh, the industry itself, I think that it's, how do
5: I put this? It's, it wasn't necessarily harder. Everything has its ups and downs, peaks and valleys. Everything has its obstacles. I never really truly look at anything as a negative because there's so many other things that are just like that in that disable you from achieving anything. I mean, like losing mm-hmm. a limb is negative. Having trouble getting a meeting to me is not negative. You understand what mm-hmm. I'm saying? So yeah. so for me, it's all about perspective. It's all about perspective. I think the hardest part a lot of time is for people to understand that your life isn't necessarily their life. So mm-hmm. what they expect from you isn't always going to be the finished product. However, what you what they should look to and look for is the actual message that you're trying to deliver. Because for me, the industry itself, it, it's a lot of time it's a popularity contest that doesn't necessarily need to be had because mm-hmm. everybody is. In a sense, trying to be heard, trying to fulfill their dreams, and trying to uh, you know express themselves in the best way they can without actually you know damaging or hurting anybody. So mm-hmm. for me, you know the, the the industry itself, I'm not necessarily a industry head. So getting in mm-hmm. wasn't always my 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 how do you say wasn't always my goal. I wanted to mm-hmm. I wanted to affect lives more so than I wanted to change minds. If that makes any sense,
1: mm, it does. Now, do you think your dreams are coming true? Thousand percent thousand percent and um, what makes them come true for those who believe that theirs won't come true what do you want to tell them listening tonight it's time time is time
5: is everything time is the only thing that really is currency and how you spend your time and who you spend your time with is the true measure of success
1: is not the truth now how would you describe the music that you typically create the music um it's lux it's it's
5: it's it's sexy has a um has a has a tendency to be a bit more rebellious in in terms of uh, what you would, like I said, your expectations when you hear Houston, Mm -hmm. I can understand that, but I've I've grown into accepting the fact of just being free and not having any constraints onto your thought process or your expression, be true Mm -hmm. to your feelings and be true to the fact that, you know, this is what you do. This is your passion. This is your craft. It's something you worked on. Just like any other thing that somebody else does, you know, you have to be, uh, um, passionate and confident in the sense that you know what you're doing is 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 true to you you know you can't yeah. really you can't you can't worry about all the other ex stuff so for me the music that i make I, I think i make gary michael houston music if that ever was some. i make some that you know it's like i said a little rambunctious a little free sexy true lighting. so it describes
1: uh, you would you say uh i think it describes me and the folks around me and people like me. gotcha now, you know, I always say here on the show that if we could see it in our mind, we could hold it in our hand and just creating. So what is it? Let's walk through a song for you. How do you start creating? And what is the creative process like for you?
5: The creative process? I'm Honestly, I'm never stopping. Like right now, I just got an idea. Um, I always, I was always taught that art imitates life, not the other way around. And the minute you try to fabricate that, it, it, it shows. So yeah. my thought, my process starts... As soon as I wake up, because the best material is always the stuff right in front of you. Most of us just don't. They're too busy to take the time out to realize it. So, pay attention. It is. 100%.
1: It's so all happening like, around us.
5: Hundred percent, hundred percent. There's only so many ways you can say certain things. So mm-hmm. I'm always trying to stay cognizant. I work in the school systems as well. Now I got into that, so I'm always around kids. I'm always plugged into what's going, what the vibe is, and really what the the issues are, and and how it's affecting them. Because at the end of the day, you make we do make music to fulfill ourselves, but we don't. But well, we want people to listen. So it's all mm-hmm. about relatability. So for me, I yeah. get a topic. Um, the music is always a big part of it. However, a lot of times it doesn't necessarily go hand in hand. I might have a song before I have the music and vice versa. So it's yeah. all, I guess, yeah. the, the, with the short end, of
1: it, it's all a feeling. It's all a feeling. It's all, yeah, it's all the energy and the vibe. Now, who would you like to collaborate with that you haven't collaborated with already? Ooh, wow.
5: Funny thing is, um, there's a couple foreign artists I'm big on, like, what's, I'm always trying to find the new wave, who's who. Uh, I just came across, like, have you ever heard of Flake out of uh, the Netherlands? they're a duo okay they're they're, amazing. Flake. they're an amazing flake. group yeah flake p-h-l-a-k-e they're one of my favorite artists right now um them uh sinead Hartnett from out of england and there's a french artist that i just listened to i believe her name is uh loose and the what is the name oh god i want to i want to make loose in the yakuza lou and the yakuza She's, she's a Senegalese artist. She speaks fluent French. Like, she raps in French. I think it's, it's amazing. Sweet. I love her work.
1: Nice. Yeah. All right. No, You know, I love discovering new artists, too, so I'm glad that you brought them to our attention. I'm going to look them mm. up at the show. But if you could open up for any of them, who would you want to open up for? Who would I want to open up for? And then who well, would you want to open for you?
5: Honestly, whoo, I'd probably want to open up for Flake. And to open up for me? Mm-hmm. wow uh none of them i want hip i want hippie tribe so there you beautiful go it's, it's a dope band out of uh out of new york they're actually on one of my new singles nbk they're like they're let's amazing. talk about
1: that because i have a note here nbk featuring hippie tribe tell us about hippie tribe and the genesis of how the two of you got how that whole tribe got together
5: um, the hippie tribe, they're actually that they consist of two people. Um, one is Nico and one is DP the hippie. One's a vocalist primarily and, and the other's a classically trained um, producer. And I met them through a mutual friend when they were starting out um with their with their music endeavors. Um we connected. We linked in a lot of different ways in terms of just crossing ideas. They helped me, I helped them, and the synergy was just real pure. So we worked on a few music projects together, just little stuff here and there. But when it came down to actually doing work, they were very gracious to you know lend me the uh, lend me their verses and their expertise. But it's a it's a beautiful song, man. I'm just happy to have them. Honestly, I love their energy.
1: So now that song is being released, or has it, it's being released, right? Oh, it's being released. It's actually on
5: the new project. It's called um, Pride and Prejudice. It's due to be out later, that, later at the end of the year because we're still finishing up some of the other things for it. But it's it's heavily. It's it's a lot of different elements. Got a lot of guitars, a lot of hip hop, just rock and roll. There's some um, singing elements. There's a lot of different things. It's very we threw paint at the wall on that one, and it was it came out pretty nice.
1: That's a, I love that. That's a great way to to describe music cuz music there always is it's like throwing paint on the wall and just how it how it formulates is amazing. Um so let me how can people find you on Instagram and all over social media?
5: Uh, it's very simple, Gary M Houston, all across every platform. Um, I try to keep it very, uh, very uniform, just because. Uh, it's G A R Y M H O U S T O N. That's on YouTube, Spotify, uh, IG, Snapchat, anything, everything. It's is Gary M Houston. Everywhere so. is
1: there. Now, let me ask you: If your grandmother in the room with you right now, what would she say she's most proud of about you?
5: That I work with kids now.
1: Nice. And what are you most proud about her?
5: What am I most proud about her?
1: Yeah. Her,
5: um, her solidarity. She's never been Mm -hmm. one to sway in terms of her stance, her principles, even with me, you know, even things that, you know, I may feel as though, uh, uh, maybe pertinent to me doing something and she may not feel that way. And uh, as your elders, you always got to take heed to what they know because they've always been your age. You've never been theirs. Correct.
1: That's the truth, isn't it, right there? Yeah. So what's next for you? Because you've got a lot going on.
5: Yeah, um, like I said, we just released the EP, The Cold and the Beautiful. Got a few songs on there. It's a three-song track, uh, listing. Something just so everybody they can you know, stay busy, keep their ears going so that we can get through this COVID situation. And once we do that, I'm shooting visuals, probably for MBK. It was the next couple weeks. And I have a large visual project that I'm actually working on for the full-length Pride and Prejudice album. Which would be a double, which would be a double-sided, uh, two CD, seven songs a piece, fourteen songs total. Um, it's a lot. We're working with some kids from England, working with people from, like I said, um, all over. I got kids from Atlanta, I got kids from um, PA, kids from Chicago that I'm working with. It's a lot of different stuff, and especially with the new producer, the production team, Picasso Camp. They're amazing. It's amazing.
1: Now, knowing who you are today, what do you want your legacy to be?
5: And I wasn't new to this. We were true to this. And we 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 lived as huh, we lived as we wanted and not as we
1: were told. And that's good. I love that. That's freedom right there.
5: <laughs> that is freedom right there.
1: So set up odds and ends for us, because I want to play it here before we let everybody go tonight. Tell us about odds and ends.
5: Odds and ends, um, it it was actually one of the last uh songs that we made for the EP. It just came out of nowhere, but it was—it's a personal song in the effect that, from my stance points, like the chorus is, I'm at odds for the ends. The ends is obviously slang for money and and odds and ends. You feel like you're the oddball out a lot of times when you're not have the same perspective as everybody else. Case in point, the industry. A lot of people are are making mm-hmm. moves to make plays. Me necessarily, I'm I'm more so. In 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 the the quality and the value of my life versus somebody else's measurement of it. So that in itself is a struggle. So so a lot of that stuff with my personal situations, things as though that I've went through, um, they all shine through in those in that topic of being at odds, for the ends so to speak, and until the end, if that makes any sense.
1: <laughs> it makes perfect sense. Cause those are, that's coming from you, so it makes perfect sense for describing your legacy. But and just everything you're doing, I appreciate you so much for being here tonight, on Max and friends. Before I let you go, what do you want people listening to know right now? What do you want them to take with them into this week?
5: Um, eat the food, drink the wine, live your life, love love each other, and you know, don't sweat the small stuff. You know, time. Like I said, time is the biggest developer, is the biggest killer, and everything passes, and everything will come to fruition.
1: And it is for you. So I look forward to watching you and your career. Everybody right now, go on Instagram, go on YouTube, go on all those places and follow Gary M. Houston. My friend, thank you so much for joining us tonight Max and Friends.
5: No, thank you. I appreciate you.
1: My pleasure. I appreciate you. And I look forward to having you back on as your career grows, as you develop more and just as you just take life to the max. So keep doing you. Anytime, boss. I appreciate you. Take care. Good night. God bless. All right, my friends, we got to wrap this show up because that's the illusion of time. But I'm going to leave you with this. You are the imaginer, creator and explorer of reality. You are all that is. I love you all for tuning in. And right now, odds and ends on Max and Friends. Enjoy your week and remember to take life to the max. Good night and good karma. I'm your host, Max Tucci for Max and Friends. Odds and ends by Gary M. Houston. And thank you to Mark and SMVG for all making this happen. Good night. Got to go. Odds and ends.
2: You can see my face In my eyes, niggas. You can see my soul You see my soul Said we don't play it safe No matter what we do We just do the most <laughs> But y'all know yeah. Niggas wanna ride your wave Till we stand out by the coast And they see that I'm on that bullshit That you read about when they post shit, We TMZ right. on that boat she TNT with that throat. We do the deed, and I'm ghost. She seemed to need it the most. I gallivant and I boast. They begging me for a quote. They notice he ain't no hoax. Plus I made it through what they don't. Some died, and some told jokes. Got high until they went broke. Told lies and tried to lay low. So when they overdose, I glow. Is it God or is it my post? I don't fall,
5: ask myself questions every
2: day, said we don't play it safe, why am I so lucky, we just do the most, do. y'all know, odds so huh? and the ends, I'm at odds for the ends, I'm ours for the, like the way, ends. just odds and the ends, shorty go hard for the ends, the way, odds and the ends, just odds and the life. ends the ends. we for the ends Look, I done sold the Picassos, now me and Camptons vent with the models Lady in the tramp on a trip to the grotto with hands on the bottles Trying to away my sorrow, I make her throw away her morals And then we fuck all night, but this right here's for the days that I borrow is when they run shit back I was like Sonny, and he was like Carlo. Niggas killed my sister and had folks so thinking that said. I was disloyal. So fuck public opinion. You ain't have to put your own fam in the soil. As yes, I pray to God. If I would have stayed, I would be gone too. the But the reason I don't vote. They don't know how to the When I don't play it safe. I've been living on outside my whole life. God would only know. I know, so I get it, wow. ours and the ends, I'm, I'm at ours for but the, the, the end, never quit, we just ours and the ends, sure go hard I for went. the, the end. ours and the ends. Ours the ends, just ours and the ends, you you never quit, just ours and the end. ends, are. we, we at for the ends.